Good morning. Today's daf is daf Lamed Ches. We're going to begin Lamed Zayin and Mbez at the bottom. The last thing we were discussing is when a Eved Kechavim, when a Goy actually um, purchases another Goy, so it's not like by a Yid that he owns his, he owns the Goy, he owns the Eved Kenani, but rather he only owns the Maisi Yadav. So now the Gemara says, we're holding the Amr Lakish. It's the second to last line on Lamed Zayin and Mbez. The Amr Rishlokish says, Where do we know that when a Goy buys another Goy, he's only acquiring his Maisi Yadav? Shinemar, as it says, Which means that, um, and also of the children of the strangers who live with you, Now, the words are extra. From here, they learn out, Atem Kaini Mehem, and only a Yid can buy a Goy, but not if a Goy, that they, if a Goy buys from a Yid, they do not own the Goy. Not only that, Veloi Hem Kaini Mizeh, as well, they cannot acquire each other as slaves. Now, Shlokish says, you would think. They should not be able to acquire each other. So when it says Yochel, what do you mean Yochel? You just said that they cannot acquire. So when says what they mean is that Goyim cannot acquire each other with regards to the slave himself. So now the Gemara, now the asks the question: Yochel one would have thought that they shall not be able to acquire each other as slaves, even for the rights of his labor. So, Amr is Kavachemer. My answer is, I can tell you a Kavachemer. Goy, Yisrael Kaina, if a, a Goy can acquire a Yid for the rights of his labors. As the Torah says clearly, Goy, Goy, Lekolshikain, how much more so when it comes to, by Goy to a Goy, for sure he could be able to be Kaina. So, the Gemara says, Ve'ema, Maybe when could a goy acquire another goy is only bekaspa, so in regards to money. Because Rishlakish learns that a goy can acquire another goy from a kavachemim or from a goy who acquires a yid. Now just like a goy acquires a yid with money, the Pasuk says, mikesev miknasei, so to akum was kainer from another akum with a goy, with money. Avo bechazaka, what about with a chazaka? Maybe a goy cannot acquire another goy with a chazaka. We're talking about the kinyanim. In regards to Kesev, who says that Chazaka works? Now, the way Rava explained before that um, the Goy who, who, who um, is captured and now he acquires him, he could acquire him with a Chazaka. In other words, he's Machser, he's Machsik, this, this Goy, after the Odin was Miyayish. So Amr Papa, Sir Papa says, Amun Umayev Taru Besichin. Amun Umayev became purified through the conquest of Sichin. Which means that after the conquest of Sichin, the land that had belonged to Amun Umayev was considered part, property of Sichin. Because the Yidin were not allowed to actually conquer Amun Umayev. But now that Sichin conquered Amun Umayev, so it's like the Yidin getting a hold um, when, they acquired, when they conquered Sichin, they were able to take hold of Amun Umayev. So just like um, they were able, 
Although they were not permitted to, like we said, we're not able to conquer Amr and Mayav. Same thing over here. A goy can acquire a slave by taking possession, a chazaka, of this captive. So the Gemara says, Ashkechan goy goy, you found a mucker for a goy acquiring a goy through, through chazaka. Goy Yisrael Minol. And for whatever we know that a goy can also acquire a yid through chazaka, Minolon, Tixiv, Vayesh, Mimenu Shevi. As it says, and they took of them captive. This teaches us that even a yid is acquired by a goy through chazaka, as in the case of the the mochama. Now the Gemara says, Omer of Shemim Bar Abba, Omer of Yechlon. Of Shemim Bar Abba says in the name of Yechlon, Eved Shabarach Mbeisar Surim. If you have a slave who escaped from prison, so a goy, a slave who escaped from prison. Yatsa the Khairus, he goes free. So, in other words, a slave who was in prison and now he escaped from prison, so he's no longer under the subjugation of his owner. And as we assume that the owner um, was Miyayashim. Not only that, not only that, but once an Ebed is in prison, his master is forced to write a Get Shikhar so he can marry a Jewish woman. Now we learned in learned in the Mishnah, says, Both in this case and the case, he will be a slave. That any place where Rabbi Gamliel taught his halacha in our Mishnah, the halacha is always like Rabbi Gamliel, except for the following three cases. What are the following three cases? except for a guarantor. Ve'etzaydon, and uh, the what happened in Tzaydon, and Uraya Achreina, and the final and this final um, this final um, evidence. Now, what are these cases? So, the cases are that in Oriv, it's a machlekes between the Chacham and Megamlio. When is the Malva allowed to demand the Choyv from the Arif? So it doesn't mean that the Leva doesn't have the money to pay back. Then the Malva can go and demand from the Arif. Or the Chathila, the Malva can go to the Arif and say, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to deal with this. So that's the Machlekes. So when we say Arif, the Allah is that he only can go back. It's a Machlekes in Baba Basri. He only can go back once he knows the Leva can't, the, the can't pay himself. Now, what's the case of Tzaydin? Tzaydin uh, speaks about a get that was given in the city of Tzaydin, which the Gemara and Dafayin Dalad is going to explain that. And the last raya is, uh, the last thing that we said is the raya achreina, that's a machlekes. Shimon Gamliel, in regards to when they bring a raya uh, to be mahapich, the psak din of a beizdin, after the Beisden uh, Paskins, can he go now and bring a Raya to change the verdict of the Psak? So, in these halachas, it's not going to be like Rabbi Gamliel. What do we see from here? According to Rabbi Gamliel, sorry, according to Rabbi Yechanan, the halacha is in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel in the Mishnah here, as it's not part of the three cases. And this contradicts what Rabbi Yechanan cited above concerning a slave who, we said Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, we said that, um, sorry, Rabbi Yechanan said that Evet Shabbat based on a certain Yatsum the Chedas. 
we see that Allah is like Shimon Gamliel, Benkach or Benkach, it doesn't matter what the purpose of why the guy was free, Ishtabadi always goes back to the Evet. So the Gemara says, Bishlem according to the opinion of Abaya, he establishes the Mishnah as referring to a slave who was redeemed before the owner was Miyayish. And that's why Shimon Gamliel holds that a redeemed slave is not freed, as Allah is in accordance with his reason. And the statement that Rabbi Yechon said that a slave who escapes from prison goes free, that's the Achayish. So there's no steer between the two statements of Rabbi Yechon. But according to the opinion of Rava, who said, to Amr al-Akhir who said that the Mishnah here is referring to a slave who is redeemed after the owner already was despaired. Kasha Rabbechnan, So now it's going to be a stira of Rabbechnan and Rabbechnan. Because Rabbechnan, he ruled against the opinion of Rashim Gamliel as he holds that a slave who escapes um, based on Surim is free. And Rabbechnan over here, which rules that Allah is in accordance with Rabbechnan and Rashim Gamliel. So it, it can't work both ways. So the Gemara says, Amalach Rav, Rav will tell you, Time am I? What is the reason that a slave who redeemed is not free? Mishum de Chizkiya. Because of what Chizkiya says, like we said before, that perhaps slaves are going to go allow themselves to be captured by Goyim in the hope that they would be redeemed and freed. So, Hashta Liktala Masanafshei. However, in the case of one who escapes from prison, is different. Because the concern of Chizkiyas doesn't really apply. Why? Because If now, it's apparent that he's willing to give himself over to death, to escape prison, he's putting his life in danger. But to escape the prison, Are you concerned that he will throw himself willingly into the captivity by allowing himself to be captured by foreign troops? This guy already has mysterious nefesh. Mar says, Mar relates, Amte de Marshmul Ishtabe, the maidservant of Master Shmuel. Shmuel's uh, maidservant was Ishtabe, was taken captive. Parkul Shum Amhusa. Some people redeemed her to be a maidservant, and sent her to him. So, what happened there? This maidservant was taken captive, and some people redeemed her to be a maidservant and sent her to him. So they sent the following message. We hold in accordance with the opinion of Shimon Gamliel, and therefore he holds, in this case, that she was free. She goes back to, this, to the master. At you, so he says, they said to Marshmore, uh, even if you hold in accordance with the opinion of the Chacham in the Mishnah, even if you hold with the opinion of the Chacham in the Mishnah that you should know that he redeemed her to be a maidservant, so even the Chacham would agree that she remains your maidservant because that was the purpose of why she was redeemed. The Gemara adds, Inu Savar, and they thought, that it was, the Maisa was before the, the owner was Miyash. Vlahi, that's not true. It was after the owner despaired, Ushmul, and Shmuel received. The maidservant, why? Let me buy the It's not necessary to say that he did not enslave her. He did not require her to receive a get shikhar as he held that she was free woman in every respect. Okay, and the Gemara says, 
Shmuel Tamei, in this matter, Shmuel goes with his reasoning. Damar Shmuel, a mafkir avdei, yotzel echeres. Somebody who is mafkir renounces ownership of a slave, so the slave goes free. In itzar gets shicher, and he does not need to get shicher. Shneimer says, chol eved ish miknas kesef, but every slave man that he bought for money. So the Gemara says, eved ish vle eved isha. Does this apply only to a slave who is a man and not to a woman? Rather, a slave whose master has authority and control over him, he's called an Evid. But if he does not have authority over him, any kind of he's not called an Evid. Therefore, one Shmuel um, was Miyayish of retrieving his maidservant. She was no longer under the control, his control, and she did not require a get shikhar. Mar says another story. The maidservant of Rabba Bar Zutra was taken captive. A certain goy from Tarmoida redeemed her to be his wife. The Chacham sent a message to Rabbi Abba Bar Zutra, if you wish to act correctly, send her a bill of Shikhra. So the Mar says, Hey Chidami, what, what exactly happened there? If this is the situation where a Yid, are able to redeem her, so why do you need to have a get shikhar? They should be they should redeem her to be a maidservant. And even in this situation where they are unable to redeem her, when he sends a get shikhar, what effect does it have? She's currently under the control of the guy. So the man answers and says, actually we're talking about the Matsi Parkula. Talking about a situation where they're able to redeem her. But they're really not. But they're not doing so. And since he sends her a get shichur, so now the residents of the city will join together and redeem her, because now she's a full-fledged yid, and and they would have not redeemed her to be a maidservant. Another answer. Actually, I could tell you where they're unable to redeem her. Why? Because like the ransom was too expensive. And mitazle ba'ape, and once metaphorically, and once he sends her a get shikhar, she will be disrespected in the eyes of the goyim who redeemed her to marry her, as he will find out that she is a maidservant of a yid, and he will allow her to be redeemed. So now the Gemara asks this question: Would it be easier to redeem the maidservant once the goy discover that she is the taka yid? The goyim, the 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 animals of a yid are more beloved to a goy than their than their own wives. So we see goyim held the yid in, in very high regard, and the fact that she was a Jewish maidservant would not lower her into um, into the estimation of a goy. So says, This statement applies only concerning privately. Privately, the goyim loved the yidish, uh, the the, the yidin more than the shisein. However, Hesya, however, publicly, Zila, Buhu, Milsa, they disrespect the Goyim, the Yidin. And a Goyim would not marry the maidservant of a Yid. Where says a story? There was a certain maidservant in Pumpadisa, the Havah Koma Abdi Ba Inoshi Sura. There was a maidservant in Pumpadisa with whom people were performing um, prohibited acts with her. And um, her master was unable to prevent this. 
So what happened? Omer Abaya Abaya says, "Ilav the Omer of Yudam or Shmuel, Kamashachar Ad the Iver Basay have a koyfni le the So Abaya said, if not for the fact that Yudah said that anyone who frees a slave violates the mitzvah, as it says, um, violates the mitzvah say, I would force her master um, to write. Have a coffin in the mud because of the gate of the Chalusa. I would force your master and he would write a, a get shikher enabling her to marry Yid, which would ensure that she would uh, stop uh, as, uh, per, per, uh, performing these promiscuous behaviors. He says, in this case, even Rabbi Yehuda concedes that it's permitted to free her due to the Isser manner that others violate. And Abayah does not hold that one cannot. There was a story with a woman who was uh, owed half, um, it was a shifka that she was half free and half not free. She was owned by two partners. And, and the base then forced her to, um, to the other one to free her. So what do we see? We see that this demonstrates that it's permitted for, for a free slave to prevent people from violating the Isser. Or says, Haki Hashta, could you could you compare the cases? There in the case of the half maid servant, half free woman, she's not fit for marrying a slave. And she's not fit for marrying a free man. So this is why she's available to all. And the only way to solve this problem is to free her. Here, in the case of the maidservant, it's possible for the master to assign her to marry a slave. And and the slave will guard her from people who wish to ask, act promiscuous with her. So therefore, it's not necessary to free her. Anybody who frees an Eved Kanani, as it says, so Mar says, Mason, when I ask you, Shaila, Maisa, Rebbe Lazar, Shnichas, Besek Nesas, when Matzah Asar, Shikhra, Avdi, Rishlim, Asar, there's a Maisa that Rebbe Lazar, or Liazar, came into the Shul, he saw that there's only nine men, he needed a minion, and he was Meshachar, his Eved, Timur, Mashlam, the minion. So what do we see from here? We see that uh, you're allowed to be Meshachar, an Eved. So Mar says, Mitzvah, the Shani. Like the Mufarshim explained, when it's a Mitzvah, the Rabbin, that is different. There's a whole machlokis and poskin. If a minion is, is it a good thing to have a minion? Or there's a chiv. Uh, from the Alter Rebbe comes out that there's a chiv to have a minion. And one of the proofs are from this Gemara that we see that Rebbe Lazar, Shinichnes, Asada, he was Meshachar. How is he able to be Aver and Asay if it's only a, a minik tev to have a good minion? To have a minion? So from here's Zeraya that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a machlokis on the Rambam, the Tur. Um, Fine. We learned it says of them you may take you should work them. So the Gemara now explains. But perhaps Rabbi Lazar holds it according to the opinion of the one who says that it's a Rishus. So therefore, the incident involving Rabbi Lazar cannot serve as a proof that even those who hold that it's Isser to free a slave would hold that it's permitted to free a slave to enable performance of a mitzvah. So Connection to this issue, the Gemara says, Omaraba Bahani Klas Mili Nachusi Balibatim Nichesin. He says, with these three matters, Balabatim homeowners become poor. Number one, the Mafki Avidayu the Khidusa. 
they free their slaves, and they inspect their property on Shabbos, they talk about Nechassim on Shabbos, and they set their meals on Shabbos at the time of the sermon in the base Medish. It says that uh, there was a story of two families in Shalayim, one that said its meal on Shabbos and one that said its meal on the eve of Shabbos, and both of them were uprooted. One family was uprooted because they caused the uh, bittel of Teda, and the other was uprooted because by eating their meal on Shabbos, on Erev Shabbos, Shabbos, uh, they did not properly distinguish between Shabbos and Erev Shabbos. Some people learn that uh, that they had their main meal on Shabbos, Shabbos and not uh, during the day, because during the day, that's when the main meal is supposed to supposed to occur. Amar Rav, Rav says in the name of Rav, Hamaktish Avdei, somebody who uh, is Maktish's slave to the base of Mikdash, slave goes free. My time, what's the reason? He did not maktish the slave himself. A slave cannot become maktish as a korban. The demay, also, if you see only the regards to the monetary value, also, like Omer, if you're going to say that he was maktish the monetary value, that he was maktish to Besamidash, like the owner said, the owner pledges to give the value of the slave to the Besamidash. His owner did not say this. Therefore, it must be said that his slave should be in Am Kaddish, meaning that the slave should be free and become a Yid. Somebody who is Mafkir is Evid, the Khir goes free. The one who says Makdish, the one who says that one who is Makdish is a slave, how uh, much more so the one who is Mafkir? Because maybe he meant for the um, money. They asked Ashaila. In both cases where the slave is free after the, the hefker, or after he's, 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 the owner renounces his ownership, or maktashit, the question is, does he require a get or not? Amar Rabba, Rabba says, we raised an objection from the Brisa to our halacha that Rav said that one who, one who is Maktish a slave frees him. A person who is Maktish all his possessions, the base of Migdash, and amongst them there were slaves. The temple treasurers are not allowed to free them, but they sell the slaves to others. And these others then free them. Rabbi Eimer, Rabbi says, Eimer, I say, Afhu, even the slave himself, he gives his monetary value and is free. Because it's like that as if the Besamidish treasurer sold him to himself. So what do we see from here? We see that the act of being Maktish one slave does not free him. You're asking a shayla on Rav. Rav Tana, who public? Rav himself is a Tana. And he can argue on the Brisa. Now the Gemara raises another objection from the Brisa to the opinion of Rav. Toshma, Ach Kol Come here. Toshma, Ach Kol says, notwithstanding, no dedicated thing. Elo Avadav Yishichoyz Vaknan. 
Gemara learns out that these are the Canaanim slaves and the maidservants. What do we see from here? That one may maktish his slaves and are not free as a result. Here we're talking about where he said explicitly Dimei. Yehochi, where asks, if so, then Idach Nami Darmala Dimei. Why not say that the other Brisa also is in a case where one explicitly said that the slave is maktish with regards to the money? Why is it necessary to answer that Rav disagrees with the Brisa? So the Gemara answers and says, if this is so, that the Bryce is referring to a person who said that the slaves are maktish only with regards to the monetary value, then why does the Bryce state that why does it say that the temple treasurers are not allowed to free them? The treasurers, what are they doing in this discussion? They would never be able to free slaves as the slaves were never actually maktish. And furthermore, it says that they may sell the slaves to others. And other people can take them out free. What are, the, what, are, what, are, what are they doing in this discussion? They're not allowed to free the slaves. So the Gemara says, If we're talking about money, what does it mean that he's selling it to him? Therefore, the Brisa makes sense only according to the opinion that one who's maktish a slave uh, is maktish the slave himself. And since there's nothing for the Bishamidish to do with the slave, he has to be redeemed and the money used in this place. Therefore, the Brisa contradicts Rav's opinion.